0: go, I'm a bulldog, so George, who won't pick it, a family Everybody.
1: Good evening, this is Jeff Sintel, De- dognation.com, coming to you from our weekly Wednesday night Before the Hedges program. We've moved this, this is our third show now on Wednesday night, it's at 6pm, hope everybody's doing well. You guys could be anywhere in the world, streaming on your devices, doing anything, reading the pages of dognation.com. Checking out that NFL Combine coverage on the NFL Network, but you chose to be here with us amongst, among Dog Nation, talking about the latest in the 2021 recruiting class, and I'm thankful you chose to be here. I appreciate that. Um, got a sh- busy show for you today. Lots of things to talk about. First and foremost, got to say uh, thanks to all the folks at Kroger. Kroger is our, I guess we would call our flagship sponsor here of Before the Hedges, where we, we've been... Um, hanging out we've been working we've been um, Kroger's been a partner for what we have doing here on dog nation for quite some time now Uh, even back on those screen screen door back porch days Uh, speaking of Kroger February is heart health month Uh, you can get your BMI your cholesterol your heart health screening all through the month of Kroger all through the month of February at your local Kroger so let's jump into what we're going to talk about today we're going to have our traditional, habitual top targets list where we go through the top targets for the class of 2021. There's going to be some shakeup in this week's list. I'm going to do something here with this week's list that I didn't think I was going to do. Probably even said I didn't think I was going to do it a couple weeks ago, but there's going to be a shakeup here in the top 21 targets list. We've got a conversation as our opening headline tees test. We've got a conversation tonight with Schmile Monden Jr. That's the four-star linebacker. Four-star linebacker, actually the nation's number two linebacker in the uh, 2021 class. Georgia has made him a focal point of his 2021 recruiting effort. Shmyle Munden is going to be an inside linebacker, kind of like that Roquan Smith role where Georgia, you know, backed him off about six yards off the line of scrimmage and let him attack and go find ball, go see ball, go destroy. We're going to have that conversation. We're going to have some more of our online chatter we're going, to have a, we're going to weigh in a little bit later in the show about how we feel about Scott Cochran and what sort of impact on the recruiting trail that might make for Georgia. We're also going to get into um, some, your questions always. We're going to have a, a first segment uh, in the first half of our show. We're going to have, we'll take your questions. We're going to chat back and forth about everything's going on. Then the back half of the show, we're going to reserve five minutes for your questions as well. First of all, I'd like to say thank you to everybody out at YouTube, on YouTube, on our Dog Nation channel, on Twitter, and also on our Dog Nation Facebook page for joining us tonight. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody can hear me okay. And uh, if everything's sitting right and you're part of the world, give us a, give us, give us a thumbs up as we uh, start our journey talking about Georgia football recruiting for the 2021 class. Can the Bulldogs get the number one class again? the 2021 cycle, let's start off with our top targets for 2021, and kind of see how that's already starting to come together. Less than 12 months now until National Signing Day, the traditional one in February of 2021, and also, folks, the dead period's almost over. We're going to have visits. Uh, March 1st is going to open back up, and you'll see recruits back on campus everywhere again, including at the University of Georgia. So that's that dead period of February. It's almost over, and then. When March rolls around, uh, there'll be a quiet period and everybody will get the chance to uh, go back on campus. We'll see some pictures of those visits, be writing about those visit recaps again. But top targets for tonight on Wednesday, uh, December, excuse me, Wednesday, February the 26th. We start with a five-star running back. That's Will Shipley out of Matthews, North Carolina. Been a gradual slide, I guess, for Will Shipley. Lots of running backs are still going to be on this list, but I got Will Shipley there because his skill set, what he brings on and off the field, got a 4-3 uh, GPA. He's got a 4-4-40 time. State champion two years in a row down in North Carolina. Uh, great all, great all-around back. Going to catch the ball a lot out of the backfield. Going to make, make guys miss. Also going to be a determined between the tackles runner. George is in there, but so is Clemson and Notre Dame. Those schools are really after Uh, Will Shipley as well and that running back spot for George in the 2021 class I do think they take two but water's kind of a little muddy right now about which two George is actually right now going after some way kind of out of state targets that's nothing new but these targets are actually outside the SEC's footprints Places like North Carolina, that's Shipley. That's another name on this board. You've also got Virginia. you got Michigan. you got Texas. All those areas weighing in as well, along with the traditional haunts like the state of Georgia and also the state of Florida. So Will Shipley, five-star running back, the nation's number one all-purpose back. He's number 12 this week on our top targets list. Taking a look at number 11, we wrote about him last week on the pages of dognation.com. That would be Mario Williams. Got to tell you guys his story a little bit. Baseball player as well. He wants to be a baseball player as well as a football player at the college level. Mario Williams is out of Plant City in Tampa, Plant City in the Tampa area. Everybody knows Plant, Tampa Plant, Plant City. Plant High, that's where Aaron Murray played his college, excuse me, his high school ball before going off to uh, college at the University of Georgia. Williams is about 5'11", he's about 175. when we spoke to Williams last week, he said that Todd Munkin and the Georgia staff want to get him the ball. He's a guy that feels like he can score it all, score the ball from any part on the field, likes to take those hitch routes, likes to take those short balls, beat man coverage, and uh, make plays downfield. That's another Munkin type guy there. Kind of fits the skill set of what Georgia just added with Ladd McConkey. Georgia wants to restock Cortez Hankton's receiver room with guys that can get fast off the line, that can get open in a phone booth and can make guys miss coming off the line of scrimmage with a lot of those quick game routes and everything else to to beat a lot of that press man coverage that Georgia got last year in the SEC. Mario Williams checks in at number 11. Number 10 on our list, uh, that's a guy that we've written about as well on dognation.com, young man by the name of Dallas Turner. Played last year um, at American Heritage High School. He's now moving to uh, St. Thomas Aquinas down there in South Florida as well. I call him Chef Dallas Turner. We wrote about how his affinity was for baking cakes, uh, how, how he likes to uh, check in on, a, and you know, kind of learned, he learned how to do this, this cake baking stuff, by reading the back of the box, red velvet cake, confetti cake, vanilla cake. He gave me a top five of the things he'd like to cook, uh, his favorite delic- delicacies inside the kitchen. And of course, he also turns the heat up on the quarterback. Uh, Dallas Turner had 15 sacks last year, and the Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel named him the Class 1A, 5A player of the year. Georgia and Florida recruit him the hardest. Uh, He also took a visit to Alabama, and we wrote this week about Scott Cochran a little bit. Dallas Turner called it a big move because it was funny. Dallas Turner is one of those guys who visited Georgia and Alabama during the month of January during those junior day visit open windows, and he chose to visit Georgia. He chose to visit Alabama. A Georgia visit was a smashing success for him. He already knows Georgia's going to get an official visit. And Georgia, which didn't go too hard at the linebacker spot, sees a guy like Dallas Turner as an outside backer, a guy that can get after the passer in its potential 2021 class. Dallas Turner out of South Florida. Next name on the list, we've got a young man out of Arizona. That's Keely Ringo's old stomping grounds, his old team. That's Quentin Somerville out of Suaro High School. That's in Scottsdale, Arizona. Top 75 recruit in the country. I think he rates as the nation's number nine weak side defensive end. He's about 6'3". He's about 240. Quentin Somerville already knows he's going to give Georgia an official visit. He visited Georgia during the junior days period as well. And Man, this guy goes back to watching A.J. Green in the uh, turn of the century, Uh, watching A.J. Green catch passes for Georgia. He was enamored by how big the stadium was, the venue. Dreamed about playing at Georgia one day. When he was like six, seven years old, the Georgia offer came. Uh, last year, Dan Lanning's been recruiting him. And I tell you, once he got that offer from Georgia, it took him about 15 days before Quentin Somerville and his family were, um, were in Athens uh, checking things out. He also wants to commit on his mother's birthday as well. So he's got a dedicated pace he wants to take there as well Quentin Somerville another defensive end outside linebacker type really gets into the backfield fast his older brother uh, folks he's already the wide receivers coach at New Mexico State he's also the recruiting coordinator as well I think you saw a picture of those two gentlemen together look at this film of Quentin Somerville how he gets off the line really quick ball get off he's a guy that Georgia would bring in to affect the passer he, he had so many plays last year. He lived behind the line of scrimmage in the state of Arizona. Quentin Somerville. Next name on the list is Isaiah Johnson out of Bluefield, West Virginia. Now, Isaiah Johnson is a Georgia native. He grew up in the Atlanta metro area. He, was made, he made it to the uh, opening as a junior, one of those rare guys that were invited to the opening. Isaiah Johnson visited with Tony Grimes during a junior day as well. Those two guys talk about playing together a lot. Also, Tony Grimes talks about playing with another guy that makes his debut on the uh, top targets also considered list. That's a little bit of a a tease for later on in our top targets. But Isaiah Johnson, you want to talk about a guy that can cover, can lock down. Georgia's going to have to go go back and look for those elite cornerbacks. I think Georgia's reached the point with Kirby Smart and Charlton Warren where they're going to be able to reach into that top 10, giving the pedigree and the DBs that will be coming out next year you know this year's class is all about at the combines in Indianapolis where Connor Riley and Mike Griffith are there right now for a dog nation this year's Georgia class to the combine those 10 guys there's only one defensive back there that's J.R. Reed. Um, but the rest of the class it's an offensive line draft class offensive line offensive side of the ball Heavy class for Georgia in the NFL draft in 2020. But next year, that, flips, that script's going to be flipped. You're going to see names like Mark Webb. You're going to see names like Mark Webb. You're going to see DJ Daniel, Eric Stokes, um, Richard LeCount III. A lot more names like that from the defensive secondary that's going to deplete after the 2020 season. And those are the guys that are going to be up in Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana, for combine time. And Dog Nation will be there for those guys as well. Um, Next on the list, we're going to uh, number seven on the list, and that's a young man we're going to talk to a little bit later tonight. We're going to have a package checking in with Shmyle Munden Jr. out of Dallas, Georgia. He breaks his way all the way into the list at number seven out of Paulding County. He's part of the Patriots program. Had a chance to visit with Shmyle Munden uh, this week. Nation's number three, uh, Nation's number two linebacker, actually. He's rated as a top 25 prospect. Rated as an uh, outside linebacker on the 24 7 sports composite, but Schmile Munden Jr. would be an inside linebacker if he ends up choosing Georgia. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit more of his story when we watch his package. Uh, we watched uh, our segment we've put together and produced with Schmile Munden from Paulden County, but we'll get into more of the details on his recruitment and what that outlook, what that timeline looks like when you get a chance to visit with him as I did on Before the Hedges. Coming in at number six. Uh, the new name on the list, and he comes in big. That's the nation's number two overall running back, Travion Henderson out of Hopewell, Virginia. You look at this guy's film, folks on the Dog Nation Forum have been talking about him for about two or three weeks now. All the touchdowns, he ran a 6.43, I believe, in the 60 during his indoor track season. Bunch of touchdowns. There was some positional flex about whether he was a linebacker, whether he was a running back for some schools. He visited Georgia in January as well for one of those junior days. He's currently got uh, Texas, Michigan, and Ohio State scheduled for his official visits. Only got two more official visits left to schedule. I do think Georgia gets one of those. You look at this guy, I think the 24-7 sports comparisons, uh, they, they compared him to Sony Michelle, but Travion Henderson, five-star back. You look at him, he's got that quick lightning ability. You watch his film, a couple of clear jaw droppers on his film where Travion makes plays out of Hopewell, Virginia, Hopewell High School. You see his name continue to rise. ESPN had him as the nation's number one, number one running back for this class. He's a name who makes his debut along with Shmile Munden in this week's top targets list. Uh, he's currently rising really high on the stock of a lot of evaluators across the country. You look at his highlight film, it's almost 15 minutes of touchdowns, him making plays. Him moving really quickly from sideline to sideline, one quick, one quick cut, go one move and go north and south runner, um, man, you really make it make it happen on the football field. Travion Henderson, that's a new name for you guys to keep in mind for the 2021 class. Is that running back glance keeps changing as the weeks and months go by. Next on the list, it's another running back and his. Uh, I think 24-7 Sports give them credit to the report recently they spoke to Evan Pryor. and Evan Pryor said he'd like to have his decision made, if possible, by the first week of April. He knows Georgia's going to get an official visit. He knows Penn State's going to get an official visit, and Ohio State's going to get an official visit. Loves the relationship he's building there at Georgia, even though he's been there a bunch of times. He knows Georgia has told him he has a committable offer. Anytime he's ready to commit, they'd be willing to accept his commitment. Evan Pryor, also out of North Carolina, can make guys miss, can catch that ball out of the backfield. Georgia's going to look for a little bit more of those lightning targets, especially those guys that can be created for mismatches in space where they can manufacture by play design to get a back on a backer where best man should win. Georgia's best guy should meet the other, should be better than the other guy in space guarding him. Evan Pryor, really fast young man, made some waves on the 7-on-7 circuit in Myrtle Beach over the weekend as well, made some huge plays as well, playing for the Carolina Stars. Carolina Stars actually won that tournament where a lot of Georgia, you know, Georgia-based 7-on-7 teams were there. The Cam Newton Gold team was there. Hustle, Inc. was there as well. And uh, the Carolina Stars, which was led by an Alabama commitment at quarterback for the 2021 class. And also Evan Pryor, they won that championship there in Myrtle Beach. One of the earliest uh, events we're going to see in the 7-on-7 cycle. Also, point, point of emphasis there, it's, it's that time again for camps. Actually, the Elite 11 regional for uh, Atlanta. First one on that circuit, the Elite 11 regional in Atlanta is going to be is going to be this weekend. Uh, it's going to take place this weekend in at Atlanta, and that's an area where I know a lot of guys aren't really throwing yet. Gunner Stockton, the 2021-2022 pro- prospect, uh, is already throwing for Hustle, Inc. But a guy like Brock Vandegrift, he's not going to really look to, look, he's not really warmed up and, you know, throwing yet in his off-season program. They don't warm it up until, you know, a little bit later on in the spring. Uh, so, you know, a guy like Brock Vandegrift is going to make his Uh, Elite 11 regional appearance a little bit later, even though that one is awful convenient uh, in Atlanta. Uh, Next name on our list, we've mentioned uh, Evan Pryor. Number four, uh, Barrett Carter. So impressed with this young man. He got a bump in the latest 24-7 sports composite rankings. He went up from the nation's number 100 overall prospect out of North Gwinnett all the way up to the number 54 prospect, I believe. Still rated as an outside linebacker. I'd look for that to change, but You want to talk about a guy that makes plays, can play three downs, can cover guys, can rush the passer, is always around the ball, an instinctual player. Uh, That's a priority for Georgia's class. I've been saying it for a while. Barrett Carter, great film, great ability to play all three downs out of North Gwinnett. Plays for those North Gwinnett Bulldogs as well. Recently established his top 11. Definitely feels like a priority for Georgia in its 2021 class. Um, next up, we got a number three to dip right there. And I know folks are going to start, you know, wondering what's going on. They're going to start clutching some pearls, having their, you know, Fred Sanford moment. One of those, you know, heart attack moments. What's going on, Jeff? Why is James Williams falling from number three? No really big reason there. I just thought that, you know, lately what I've been hearing, what I've been sensing out of the names number, number two and number three on this list, uh, I just currently like the fit where everything stands, their future impact, uh, their positional dynamic about what they could bring potentially to the University of Georgia. Now James Williams, on his birthday, just established his top three. That was Clemson, that was Alabama, and that was Georgia. Six foot five safety, a five star, nation's number five overall prospect. He moved from Western High School back to where he spent his freshman year in high school at American Heritage. That's another move down there in South Florida. James Williams checking in at number three. Certainly still a clear priority for Georgia in this class. Certainly still a great fit for Georgia in this class, but we had some shakeup this week as I took a long look. This is probably one of the more difficult top 21s of those early moving pieces of the top targets list. It's one of the more difficult ones for me to put together is a lot of names are coming in, a lot of names are flying out, trying to re-rank where I think they fit on that kind of mutual thoughts on whether How much Georgia likes them? How much they like Georgia? What's the positional need there? What's the positional depth chart fit for a guy like that in the 2021 class? And James Williams is an amazing player. Great range, great ball skills, and everything else like that. But this week on our top targets list, he's moving down to number three. That means we also have a number two, a brand new number two top target this week. And hard to miss him. That's a Marius Mims out of Cochrane, Georgia. That's uh, Bleckley County High School coached by Von Lassiter with the Royals. And man, Mims, keep thinking about Mims, man. He was, a, he was a tight end in the Bleckley County offense as a sophomore. Last year was really his first true time as a as a as a, as a, as a snap to whistle all-game long offensive tackle, six foot seven and a half. Big priority for Georgia in the 2021 class. Another five star offensive tackle. I think he's the nation's number three offensive tackle for the 2021 cycle. Uh, Georgia, although they, they did very well at the tackle position by getting guys like Devin Willock. That's a name you'll be reading about on DogNation.com in the near future. And also Tate Ratledge and Broderick Jones. That's some really good tackles. You got a guy like Chad Lindbergh that could play both guard and tackle in this 2020 signee class as well. But You want to talk about special. You want to talk about a priority for Georgia to land in that 2021 class and that ability, that size, Georgia's made him a priority for quite some time. And When you see Marius Mims at number two and you see James Williams going all the way down to number three, uh, that means we have a new number one this week on our 2021 top targets uh, for the 2021 cycle. It's a five-star. It's another prospect that's rated number one at his position for the 2021 class. That would be Tony Grimes out of Virginia Beach, Virginia. If you got a chance to read his story on uh, dognation.com, you know what I'm talking about. He's one of those young men that has his stuff figured out. He's got his walk in life figured out, both on the field and off the field. That story when I learned about the food plates and what he wants to do to honor his, um, basically, the man that's taken over the role as being a father in his life. You got Tony Grimes right there as a guy that. Certainly fits the bill for what Georgia's looking for. Five-star cornerback. You see him over my shoulder right there. Uh, great fit on and off the field. Uh, took. It was really funny. His, his, his dad now, Deion Glover, that's no relation to the former Georgia Tech basketball standout, but he, Deion Glover told me that Georgia, because of a late offer, they didn't offer as early as some other schools did. There was some confusion maybe about when Georgia actually offered and when that offer came, but They went into that visit, Georgia thinking it better be a great visit, better be a very good visit. Georgia was kind of trying to find a way to stay inside Tony Grimes' top 13. And one visit to the University of Georgia took Georgia from a top 13-ish type school on the outside looking in to a school that's already going to get get an official visit from Georgia after just one visit. Uh, Texas A&M is expected to get an official visit as well. George is a school that's also going to get an official visit. Tony Grimes is going to make his decision on December the 1st. That's a name. That's a, that's a, that's a kind of a, a timeline for his decision process. He just kind of picked out. Was, he told me he was on Instagram one day and thought about December the 1st and thought that sounded about right for him to watch the schools, watch the schools that were checking him out and take his, official, take his official visits during the season. And Tony Grimes, he's the second prospect in the 2021 class that's been able to uh, take that top targets list for the number one with a bullet on for the class of 2021. I um, want to start getting a couple of your comments off Facebook and also YouTube, but we've also got that uh, got a listing of all the guys that we're thinking about that are still a big priority for Georgia in the 2021 cycle, but didn't make that top targets list among the top. Top 12 there, you got some names right there. Jai e. Hall out of Bradenton, Florida. He's now at IMG Academy. His decision's actually coming up in March. His commitment date that he's, he's made known for quite some time. coming up in March. Before you know it, it'll be here. Jordan Hancock out of North Gwinnett. He's teammates with Barrett Carter. Recently was uh, selected and accepted an invitation to the All-American Bowl out in Texas. Big-time cornerback. Lots of schools are checking in on Jordan Hancock, one of the fastest-rising prospects in the state of Georgia. Four-star defensive tackle Tim Keenan. Got to get his comments about Scott Cochran on the pages of dognation.com. Six-foot-two-and-a-half, about 350 pounds. One of those true zero-technique nose guard, nose tackle types in the 2021 class. He's out of Birmingham, Alabama's Ramsey High School. New name on 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 the list this week is Five-star cornerback JaQuincy McKinstry. That's out of Pinson Valley in Pinson, Alabama. He's currently the nation's number two cornerback. Really tight with Tony Grimes as well. There's a chance that Tony Grimes could play with either Isaiah Johnson or JaQuincy McKinstry in the, in the 2021 class. Now, of course, he's from the state of Alabama, which means a lot of Auburn, which means a lot of uh, Alabama as well. But JaQuincy McKinstry is kind of like Mario Williams, who made the top targets list. He wants to play basketball. He's a state champion in both football and basketball. He's a dynamic guard uh, for Penson Valley as well. And he wants to play basketball in college as well. You got another potential two-sport star there as well, Ja'Quincy McKinstry. Great athlete, explosive athlete. Um, Really good friends with Tony Grimes as well. Going through the names there, there's Micah Morris. He's been on this list a bunch of times already. I think this is our sixth top target list. And you've got Ja'Quincy McKinstry in there as well. Maliki Mataveo, that's a big tight end, a six foot six athletic tight end out of Henderson, Nevada. Kind of has a little bit of, um, everybody remembers Theo Johnson from the 2020 class. Kind of has a little bit of that uh, to his game there as well. More on that list, you've got uh, Javari Rizzi out of Glenn, North Carolina. Jaden Thomas, uh, he's out of Atlanta, Georgia, out of Pace Academy. Got some more lines, got some more names on our best of the rest right here. Um, you're going to see, uh, I think uh, an- another name is actually a name that um, you got Brock Bowers, you got Cody Brown. Brock Bowers, we wrote about him recently on dognation.com. Uh, Cody Brown's also on this list. That's the running back out of Parkview. Told you there was gonna be some shifting a little bit with uh, the running backs. You got, you got uh, Terrence Ferguson of Peach County on there. Donovan Edwards, another five-star running back out of West Bloomfield, Michigan. He visited Georgia uh, along with Evan Pryor in, in uh, January as well for a junior day. You've got Renaria Dilworth out of Kernersville, North Carolina. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna chat about him a little bit later in the program during, uh, during our online chatter. Isaiah Brevard out of South Haven, Mississippi. Chaz Chambliss, outside linebacker, good-looking outside linebacker. been watching him for a few years now out of Carrollton, Georgia as well. It's kind of your best of the rest right there for the 2021 cycle. Let me
2: check on Facebook, see what everybody has to say this evening. Remember right, guys, we've got uh, a
1: lot coming up still on the show. I hope everybody's doing well tonight and appreciate you guys hanging out with us on Dog Nation. Uh, Rita and Dano Brookshire, how are you guys? <laughs> Joel Moody, man, I, man, thanks dog. Like this comment, he said, he stood up after dinner and my wife said, don't forget about Jeff Sintel's show. Joel, man, that, is that a five-star wife or is that a five-star wife right there? After dinner, you're sitting there going, you gotta get, you gotta get that before the edge time. Joel, man, thank you, thank you so much for uh, being a part of our program for so many years and so many shows, man. And hey, that, that lady of yours, man, if we wanna talk about which one's a keeper, that that lady in your life is definitely a keeper. Hugh Nash weighing in there would love to get the top two cornerbacks, lock them down, and send them off the edge. Uh, Chris Collins, I think Georgia is going to get uh, pretty clearly in that uh, conversation about DBU. I know that's a tired phrase; everybody seems to use it. But you look at what Georgia did. They got a with Tyson Campbell. That was a five-star, top five corner. Next cycle in 2019, look what Georgia did with Tyreek Stevenson, another five-star corner. You look in the 2020 cycle, Keely Ringo, the nation's number one corner. They also added a top seven corner in Jalen Kimber. Man, folks, hearing the great things about Jalen Kimber so far in off-season workouts, uh, putting on weight. I think he's up to 174, 175 right now. Just killing it in a lot of the drills. I, mark my words. Once Jalen Kimber gets his strength up, gets his weight on right. He's going to have all the lateral ability and the quickness, the agility, the explosion to be a strong defender. And you know, sooner or later, Georgia's going to meet up with those Ohio States of the world, those Alabamas of the world, those Clemsons of the world in a big December ball game. And Georgia's going to be able to roll out four or five elite defensive backs future NFL draft picks at corner and at the star and the money position that are going to be able to match up with all those receivers. You think about LSU this year. I think one of the biggest things when you watched LSU and Joe Burrow, wasn't anything magic beans with the scheme. I know everybody kept making out Joe Brady to be the next world beater, but if you look at that film and you really digest it, it wasn't anything special in terms of the X's and the O's. Maybe there was a good concept here or there, but what was really special is LSU had five guys that can make guys miss, could, would be explosive, could be hard to handle, match-up nightmares all around that offense. you got to include that running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in there as well, the tight end Thaddeus Moss, but there was no go-to receiver in that LSU offense. You just saw a special quarterback in Joe Burrow who had the ability to be very, very accurate and had the ability to extend plays with his feet, and that's what made it all go. That's what made it that kind of magic formula there for LSU during the 2019 college
2: football season. Yeah, Travis S. McCullough, you're right. The number one DB in 2020
1: and the number one DB in 2021. That secondary is only going to get scarier. That's right. Um, (laughs) You Nash, like the side view. Thanks, man. Hey, we're always trying something different here on dognation.com. We got guys in the lab cooking up camera angles, cooking up more and more little... Bells and whistles we can show you guys, uh, bring you guys the best shows we possibly can. Um, Now we've got uh, part of our show. We've been about 20, 25 minutes into our show. Let's get to the meat of the program right now. I got a chance to travel to Dallas, Georgia, Paulding County. Got a chance to sit down with Smile Munden Jr. That's the number two linebacker in the 2021 class. Uh, Number 22-23 22-23 overall prospect on the 24-7 Sports Composite. We talked about Georgia. We talked about his recruiting timeline, what his next visits are going to be, how he feels about Georgia. Also, where that name, that unique first name, Smile Munden Jr.
2: Junior comes from, that's what we got for you right now here on dognation.com. I, I guess I want to start with one of my favorite stories that I've learned about you. It's, I guess it's your sophomore year. Palvin County's
1: building something, and you know people were coming at you wanting you to transfer. Can you recreate that story for me about how you Told your coach, hey, I'm all in. I'm, I'm staying on the boat. Like, what, what, what led you to do that?
0: Oh yeah, it was, um, it was after the Cal game. It was a tough loss, and then I was staying late after, waiting for my ride, and I seen Coach Spence putting up the uh, laundry, and then he seemed like real like down or whatever. So I just felt like I was like try to build him up, let him know I'm not, not going nowhere, like give him confidence.
1: Why did you want to stay here? What, what felt right to you about that decision?
0: Uh, Just like you're not gonna go everywhere where like your coach actually cares about you like some coaches just like football and only football But coach Spence actually cares about his players. So that's why I want to stay with him.
1: What would you say you're looking for?
0: Um, It's not really like a particular recipe just like relationship with coaches and then like the team culture and then like the direction the programs going in
1: I think you visited Georgia for junior day in January. What was that visit like, and how do you feel about Georgia right now?
0: It was a good visit. Uh, it was like my third time up there, third or fourth time up there. So it was like it wasn't. I didn't really see anything new, but it's just more time to spend with the coaches. Yeah, it was. Um, it was like my first and second time, like really like sitting down and talking with uh, Coach Smart. So that stood out. And then I just spent. Um, I spent a lot of time with Coach Schumann.
1: What's Coach Schumann say to you? What's What's his emphasis on you? Why does he Why does he recruit you? Why do you Would you be a good fit for Georgia?
0: Um, just like athletic linebackers that can run, you know, like help with the pass and cover the running back.
1: Are you going to plan to take any any visits in March? You're going to take your spring official visits. What, what do you have any sort of plan yet?
0: Yeah, um, I have one set visit, uh, March 27th and 28th to Oklahoma, but uh, it's an unofficial visit. But other than that, I don't have anything set in stone yet.
1: Do You feel like you're gonna take some official visits in the spring, or?
0: Nah, I was gonna to wait towards the, um, the school year to take some.
1: Take those visits.
0: Yeah. Any the idea, fall.
1: like you know, small. Everybody has their own kind of time frame. Is there any time frame where you where you want to have it done before your senior year, after your senior year?
0: Nah, I'll probably be done after my senior year. Like I don't want to rush anything, and like I don't want to do it like in the middle of the season to like it's gonna take attention away from the actual season. So like I just want to be focused on the football season, and then after make my decision.
1: Smile, how many times do people just mess up, mess up your first name?
0: Uh, a lot of times. Like, more times than they get it right.
1: Smile? Is that the best way to think, like a big smile?
0: Yeah, like a smile. Like, smile on your face, yeah.
1: What are some variations that you've heard over the years? Smail or what?
0: Yeah, people say, like, Smail, Smile. Some people say Samuel. But it's like, it's no you in it. But, like, yeah, it's Smile.
1: You've had that growing up all your life, right? Yeah. Where does that come from? Do you know? I Me and my
0: dad have the same name. Obviously, he's a, you're a junior. Yeah. Junior,
1: but what, what's, was there any sort of reason? Was it, was it biblical? Was it in the family? That's what, a unique name. Do you know, any idea where it comes from?
0: Nah, it, it was supposed to be Ismail, Ismail, like from the Bible. But uh, something happened Was like with the birth certificate and writing it down, so it just came out as like that.
1: Oh, wow, so there was a mistake maybe on the birth certificate? Yeah. You rolled with it, huh?
0: I mean, my dad rolled with it, and then after that he named me that. So, yeah.
1: That's unique. Have you probably never met another smile in your life? Nah. What number do you wear? Number four. Is there a certain reason why?
0: I mean, it's a reason, but it's not really, like, a big reason. Like, like it's not. it doesn't mean anything to me like that, though. It's just, like, the number I picked. It was the lowest available number when I was picking my number sophomore year. What
1: do you think? Which schools are in it for you? Smyle? I mean, it sounds like Oklahoma's in it, it. sounds like maybe Georgia's in it. Which schools, you know, lots of guys have a really long list right now. Which schools are in it for you right now?
0: Uh. I think I fall into like the long list guys. I don't really have like, it's not really narrowed down any yet. I was waiting towards after spring, after I took some more visits to try to like slim it down some.
1: Are there schools that seem like they're recruiting you harder than anyone or is everybody just blowing up your phone and everything at the same time?
0: Nah, I mean it's going to be like that with everybody with some schools recruiting harder than others. Yeah, um, the state school recruiting hard is G- Georgia and then just nearby SEC schools like Florida, Auburn, Tennessee.
1: What mean your best play on your highlight tape. What would that be?
0: Uh, like my favorite play of the whole season? Yeah. Probably um. Uh, the first play, the jet sweep, the first play.
1: Was that a touchdown? I guess. Yeah. Uh, lots of schools are recruiting you differently. I think some schools see your length and can recruit you as a linebacker, outside backer, or inside backer. Mm-hmm. What's the majority of schools you hear from? Do they do they settle on this particular position fit for you?
0: Yeah, majority is inside linebacker, but there's still some that say outside linebacker and there's some that say like a rover position.
1: What do you feel like you're most comfortable playing? Do you have
0: a... Uh, I don't even have a preference. I feel I can play like most of them if I put my mind to it.
1: Tell me about track. How does that help you become a, I mean, for you know years and years, the best football players are usually running track in the spring, but you do triple jump, correct? Yeah. How does that help you with explosiveness and maybe just staying in great shape?
0: Uh, I mean it helps with like single leg explosiveness and like balance, so it helps those two a lot.
1: What do you think is the biggest thing you like about Georgia right now, or maybe the way they recruit you?
0: Uh, I like the direction the program's going in. I feel like in the next couple of years they're going to get a national championship for sure.
1: Somebody watches you play, what do you hope they pick up about what's important to you and what you work on to be great?
0: That I, that I watch film. Cause like the game, I feel like it comes natural to me cause like, cause of how much film I watch. So like, I feel like I know what's gonna happen before it happens. So like, I just have like a, like I'm, I'm a step ahead. I feel like.
1: All right, Shmyle. Uh a couple more questions. These are
0: gonna be the fun ones. Uh, favorite movie? Uh, favorite movie, probably Dark Knight Rises. The
1: Dark Knight Rises? Why?
0: Yeah. I, don't, I just like Batman. He probably my favorite superhero. I like Batman.
1: Why?
0: I don't know. He's just like, he's just a cool dude.
1: Um, Shmile Munden Jr., Paulding County. Uh, thanks for your time and I appreciate you joining us today.
0: Yes sir, no problem. All right
1: guys, so there you got uh, about six good minutes with Schmile Munden Jr. Did you guys pick up that, uh, where the genesis of his first name came from? His dad was, named, was, was actually given the name Ishmael at birth. That's you know, obviously from Ishmael. And uh, there was something with the records clerk or the birth certificate or whatever, so there was a mistake made. And his legal name was Schmile Munden Jr. And everybody kind of messed up that name a lot throughout his life. But his dad then gave him his son his name as well. So Schmile Munden Jr., there you have it. And, you know, don't, you don't, you, I've never come across a young man with the name of Schmile Munden Jr. in my 20-plus years of doing this so far. So uh, a couple of things I want to pull out out of, his, uh, out of his film. You watch him right there. Look how natural he looks. He, he says stresses he watches film a lot. He stretches how he wants to be like one of those guys that's a student of the game. But you see how Paulding County uses him. Paulding County is not one of the bigger, well, you know, more battered, uh, more successful programs in the state of Georgia, and yet uh, you know Shmyle Munden, uh, they play him all over. You see his best play on his tape. What he thought was his best play on the tape was a jet sweep. You see him running the ball. You see that speed. And we're talking about a six foot three, two hundred eighteen pound linebacker right now. He's in no hurry to make his college decision. Uh, Shmile Munden's actually his only visit he's got planned right now is he's going to take an unofficial visit. Again, another unofficial visit to Oklahoma in March just to check out that program. Oklahoma's doing a great job of recruiting him. Auburn, Florida's doing a great job of recruiting him. Uh, Clemson was on him for a while, but Clemson's kind of tailed off. I think they've found other targets and got other, you know, probably a lot more promising players. In the class of 21 that they're focusing on now, so you got a core group. You got Auburn, you got Florida, you got Oklahoma, uh, Alabama hasn't really recruited him heavy. You? you got the University of Georgia, um, you know, Smile Monday. He's probably not going to make his decision for quite some time. I love that story we let off that that package with about you know. Let's face it, when you're a great player and you're in a program that's not a successful you know year in year out Goliath or winner, that whole transfer thing comes along or. You know, programs try to, try to poach a really great player from another program. And uh, maybe the, big, the bigger guys try to come and take away that one great player from smaller guys. But, you know, Schmiel told me that story. His Sophomore year, team had lost another tough game, and uh, he saw his coach looking a little down. His coach was doing some laundry afterward. Schmeil told his coach, no matter who comes calling, whether it's any national program, any INGs of the world, He's like, you know what, Coach, I'm going to be here at Paulding County because I like what you're about. I like what your program is about, and you don't have to worry about me going anywhere. And you got a young man there who's, you know, sky's the limit for him right now. I think you see the plays that he makes. You see how quickly he gets to the ball. You see the plays he makes on offense, that fast, that quick, that foot speed, that twitch. Schmile you're going to read about a lot more about him tomorrow on dognation.com. But this young man, an inside linebacker, folks, Bear with me for this. Listen in real close on this one. He's a triple jumper in high school. Georgia's recruiting triple jumpers in high school, and he thinks he can triple jump 48, 49 feet this fall. He sets the school record at Paulden County there every year. Look at him. Look at that burst, that ability to get to the edge right there. That's an inside linebacker that Georgia would be recruiting. One that's about 6'2", 6'3". He's grown from the last time I saw him. I saw him you know, midway, late late through his junior year. I saw him back in November and. Looks like he's grown another quarter of an inch. Keeps growing. Uh, that young man has a 300-pound power clean, a 300-pound bench press, and a 450-pound uh, squat. Schmile Munden Jr. That's good. good conversation there and a little good, a little good introduction to a guy that will be one of the biggest targets for Georgia in the 2021 class. I would say if Glenn Schumann had his pick today and he could pick any two inside linebackers for the class of 2021, he would love to start with Barrett Carter and Schmile Munden Jr., And then whatever else he could get, whether it's a hybrid linebacker that could play inside or outside, I think Georgia would be blissfully happy if they could get their two inside backers for the 2021 class. Remember, they didn't get an inside linebacker. They kind of went all in on Noah Sewell in the 2020 class. Georgia could get those two. That would be a very valued restock of of that position. Um, So there, there you got. Any more questions about Shmyle Munden? I'm going to scanning the youtube i'm scanning facebook you guys got questions i want to i want to make sure i'm here to answer them i want to address a question from Ilian jolly hope i got that right Illy. Ilian jolly uh, congratulations on the new job but once again as well but wanted to know about quentin somerville's birthday because i made reference during our conversation early in our program that quentin somerville is going to commit on his mother's birthday his mother's birthday is on june the 20th of this summer so Young man's going to have to make some quick unofficial and official visits during the spring to get all that checked out. I uh, want to make sure we take care of our folks in the Dog Nation forum. I had some questions from our, our our members. I always drop a, a I always drop a, a bugle call in my hurry up intel thread on the Dog Nation forum. If you're not a member, what's the problem, man? We got over almost six thousand members now, active members of our Dog Nation forum. That that site does a lot of volume. We had a we had a thread. Last cycle that almost got 2 million page views. That's a lot in any industry by any metric you're looking at right now, where we all those valued members South Florida dog, CZ Cashfield dog, uh, Texas dog, we, you know, all these guys that, you know, hang out on the Dog Nation forum. So many guys, a legion of guys to name Mac Dog, um, linebacker coach. Just rolling through a lot of the heavy hitters on the Dog Nation forum. I'm trying to give as many shout outs as possible to all those guys out there. Another dog. Um, really thankful you guys make that community what it is. But a question from CZ Cashfield Dog uh, wanted to know. Uh, you, you notice that top targets list, and if you're thinking, if you're looking at your process and you're like, hey, bro, dude, where are all the defensive linemen? Where are those hog mollies for the interior? Got a name for you that didn't make that list. You saw Javari Ritzy in there, Marlon Dean out of uh, Elbert County. He's not on that best of the rest yet, but he's closing in on that where that's an in-state defensive lineman that I think Georgia's going to really take a good look at for all those defensive line targets in the class. Um, what else is Georgia gonna put together for defensive linemen? Uh, CZ, I hope, hopefully that's a name to, ke- to keep an eye on. Watch through spring evaluations. I think spring evaluation's gonna be huge for Georgia And looking at those defensive line targets. See how their bodies change, see how their bodies grow. Tim Keenan is another name, also on that top targets list. That's out of Birmingham, Alabama. Tim Keenan, get this guys, he recently told me, gotta get that interview up on dognation.com because he is a funny dude. Um, he told me recently that he is going to take as long as a long amount of time as he will be allowed to make his decision. He's been to visit Alabama, I mean, almost 30, 35 times now. Been to Georgia a lot too. Still doesn't know what he's doing. Still wants to wait and take as much time as possible before he makes his decision. Uh, Christopher Rules also has a question from our Dog Nation forum. He he says, I know that it's early in the cycle, but is this year's recruiting class for 2021 looking to be more in-state players again or still remaining more out-of-state players for the young men who want to come and play between the hedges? What it looks like for me now on February 26th, I think it's going to be more predominantly out-of-state players, maybe maybe 15 to 10, maybe the same ratio, maybe a little bit more for in-state players in the state of Georgia. But I think Georgia is going to get more elite, uh, more big names, uh, more of those high four stars, high five stars. They'll come out of the state of Georgia this year. Uh, than maybe in years past, but I don't think the majority of players will come from the state of Georgia again. It's because Georgia can go out and get the very best players it wants, and a lot of those players are going to be in areas like Virginia, North Carolina, Michigan, Florida, Texas, Arizona, California once again. Um, those are two good, the two good thoughts there for some two good dudes inside our Dog Nation uh, forum. Uh, elite uh, GB, man, elite, man, you're on. You're one of our die-hard Dog Nation YouTubers, man. You gotta, you gotta get that iPhone or Siri. Somebody to help you out with the show is now at 6 uh, p.m. Eric Anderson uh, used to live in Dallas, Georgia, so you know what that Paulding County area is like. Not really known as a hotbed of talent, but Schmile Munden Jr. is definitely one of those. Um, one of those as well, guys. Part of our program. It's halftime. We want to make sure we tell you about this great opportunity now from Kroger. Uh, Kroger's got a lot of programs. We told you earlier in our show about the Heart Health Month, but check out this rising star here, Chef Junior, one of, our, one of Dog Nation's own right there. Look at that beautiful smile. Look how happy she is. Look like she's making something really healthy right now. You've got March is Kroger, Chef Junior classes. They'll feature dumpling sandwiches. On March the 7th and the 21st, I bet some of those offensive and defensive linemen would like to put together a dumpling sandwich. You look at that right there, it includes a patch, a recipe card, an apron, a chef's hat, recipe box, and also your dumpling maker. So go to KrogerChefJr.com now to register for your class today. And if you want to become a five-star in the kitchen, Chef Junior, help mom out, help dad out. Look at those beautiful children right there. Got some cookies you want to become a five star, get your kids in, involved in the kitchen, go to Kroger. Go to KrogerChefJunior.com. They got a great program coming up for the month of June where, hey, at the very least, your Instagram is going to look really nice when you have all those beautiful pictures on Facebook of your kids learning how to cook and everything else like that. Um, now, big news the big news of the week, I think, the big Georgia recruiting news was that. That coaching move, that coaching boom that resonated across the 205, the 330, the 256, the 404, the 706, the 770, the 678. Talking about the move of Scott Cochran to become the special teams coordinator at the University of Georgia. This is something that had been in progress for a while. Folks I know really well told me about this situation. Cochran has been working uh, you know, diligently on the Alabama staff for a couple years now, trying to get an on-field position. He sees himself as a future head coach. First of all, this is going to go well for the University of Georgia. I think it's going to go well for Scott Cochran. He has the ability to be that guy. That kind of he's he is going to be a, a new signature face for the Georgia. Uh, coaching staff. I think the fact that he's a special teams coach will allow him to touch all the position groups. He'll be able to affect a lot of players on the team, just as many as he was as he was a weight training coach. He'll also get the chance to work with a lot of uh, Georgia's younger players because that's where a lot of those four five stars have to, have to earn, their, earn their role on the Georgia team is what they do on special teams. I think Scott Cochran will be an incredible recruiter right out of the box for the University of Georgia. You think about how Georgia retooled its coaching staff this year with guys like Todd Munkin, Matt Luke, and now Scott Cochran. You see some guys moving in and out. Look how Georgia now has just as an effective a recruiting staff, uh, and also maybe a better a game day, game management, coaching staff, uh, just as good, maybe even more so than the than the chops Georgia had for the 2019 season. You, Scott Cochran has an incredible resume. He is purely a football coach. He coaches young men. He gets the best out of players. It's not as technique on squats. It's not his technique on deadlifts. It's his work molding the minds, the mental aspect, and the physical aspects of young men to reach their potential, which would made him one of the building blocks and one of the fundamental capstones of the Alabama dynasty. And now he's at the University of Georgia. I don't see him spending a lot of time at the University of Georgia. It might be two or three good years, and you see him on an upwardly mobile track uh, as well to kind of carve out his own niche in college football. But a lot of people had a lot of great things to say about Scott Cochran and how he'll help. Tim Keenan even told me that he knows he'll make an incredible impact. He's so intense All, you know, inside the halls and inside the walls of the Alabama complex, inside the locker room. Uh, Tim Keenan, that valued defensive tackle target out of Birmingham, Alabama, said he knows he'll bring that same intensity to the recruiting trail and he'll make a difference for the University of Georgia. Um, Terrence Ferguson even told me that uh, – Scott Cochran is a big plus for Georgia's program. A lot of guys, when you're sitting there that are looking at Alabama and Georgia, they're on the short list for a lot of guys in the SEC. And what Georgia did is they added another dynamic recruiter, and he's been working with scout teams, on special teams. I'm going to downplay all those worries about, hey, is this really a strength coach coming over uh, to coach Georgia's special teams? And what's the worry about the on-field coaching and the training of men? First of all, Georgia's going to surround him with the right analysts with the right uh, graduate assistants, the right quality control guys, where that special teams group. is going to be great. Uh, but uh, Georgia, especially in their ability to you know, add some energy, add some juice to every practice, uh, Scott Cochran is a plus, a big plus for the University of Georgia uh, when it comes to that. So that's a great move for Georgia. And, you know, I'm not one of those doomsday guys. I think, you know, from the Alabama side of things right there, sometimes change is very good. And, you know, maybe it's, you know, like sometimes with a lot of great strength coaches, uh, if you if you work the same you work the same exercises, you work the same routines, a lot of the, a lot of the muscle groups get stale. There's there's a term known as muscle confusion um, a lot of times where sometimes a change is good. And I think Alabama and Nick Saban's gonna hire a great guy to lead their strength program. I think they're gonna be fine. I actually think Cochrane's gonna be fine out of this. I think Alabama's gonna be fine after the out of this, and I think Georgia's gonna be better out of this as well. And I would just love to see it. Scott Cochran, you think about this. When you bring in an asset, um, where do you want to deploy that asset where it would have the most impact on your team? And you get Scott Cochran recruiting anywhere in the state of Alabama. He's also from the state of Louisiana, anywhere inside the SEC footprint. Scott Cochran in hallways and in living rooms is going to be an effective recruiter. Uh, I think it won't be long before Scott Cochran, in my mind, becomes one of the top five or six recruiters on the Georgia staff. Saying quite a lot when you guys got, got guys like Matt Luke, Dan Lanning, Glenn Schumann, Dell McGee, Todd Hartley, Charlton Warren. Uh, it's just, guys guy's got a personality. He's been in a Regions Bank commercial. I think he's going to do great for the University of Georgia. Um, Chris Collins on Facebook says, This is the best offseason Kirby Smart has put together with all of these additions. Jerry Davenport is proud to have Scott Cochran. Mark Brantley says, um, Kirby saw that changes had to be made, and it's really easy to believe he made good changes. Here's one thing I don't know if anybody on your shows and your podcasts and everything you're listening to, I think now there are people inside that room that when they have a strong opinion about what Georgia needs to do, I think Kirby Smart's going to take, take stock in what all his staff has to say and consider it greatly. But now there's a lot of men, when you look at Todd Munkin with his NFL experience, Matt Luke with his um, – head coaching experience, and his work inside you know, David Cutcliffe's coaching tree as well. And then you add a guy like Scott Cochran, who's who's known what it's like to win championships and to build guys to win championships. I think these are all pluses for Georgia. Spoke to a high school coach this week who told me, and he wanted to walk on kind of sacred ground, as he said, listen, I'm not going to tell you that Matt Luke is going to be a better recruiter than Sam Pittman. Not going to say that. But what he did say is in terms of coaching the offensive line, what he knows about the offensive side of the ball, uh, his acumen in the way he handles himself in the middle of a big game, they thought, and this is a well-respected opinion in the state of Georgia, they thought that Matt Luke, in terms of game-day coaching, was an upgrade even over the great Sam Pittman. So you hear that one and you start thinking a minute and you go like, wow, you said something there, brother, when you said that. But look at what Georgia's done. Georgia's kind of dialed in a lot of those chinks in that potential
2: armor and have upgraded themselves for a big run in the 2020 season. Uh, Joel Moody, uh, you know, good point there. Joel Moody says he can see Cochran
1: having Pittman-type love from the Dog Nation family. Can you imagine, what's the over-under on when the the spring practice videos come out via Twitter from Georgia football, what's the over under on how many days it will be before you see Scott Cochran featured in one of those yelling during a special teams period about somebody making a, a big kick or covering a kick or nailing a field goal at the end of that game at the end of a of a special teams period or a sudden change period? Uh, I think that's going to be great right there. Um, time of our program. We're going to get online chatter hopping and going. We saw about maybe a dozen things over the internet over the last few days that I wanted to bring to everybody's attention. Uh, first and foremost, uh, let, me, let me bring up, uh, got to say this, Dog Nation. Um, got to say happy birthday. Happy birthday to Mikhail Sherman. That's the five-star linebacker, the Under Armour All-American out of the 2020 signing class at Georgia. He turns 18 today. And uh, Mikhail Sherman, there were a couple tweets there about Mikhail Sherman. I'll never forget Mikhail Sherman. One of the most dialed in, plugged in, focused, driven young man. Um, you know what, when he was at the Under Armour All-American Media Day back in December, I wanna, we had that video all over Dog Nation. It's still on our Dog Nation YouTube account. Mikhail Sherman's turn in front of the media when he spoke, when he, he broke down his career, he broke down his outlook, his focus for college football. Mikhail Sherman looked like a professional football player, future professional football player at the uh, NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. He was that composed. I'll never forget Mikhail Sherman. When I asked him a question, a simple question, what, was, what motivates him in football, what was his why, Mikhail Sherman gave me a 700-word answer. And it wasn't gobbledygook. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, gibberish. This was straight. Heartfelt emotion and feeling out of Mikhail Sherman. Can play inside linebacker, Can play outside linebacker uh, for the University of Georgia. Let's look at a couple more tweets here. This is one from his sister, uh, Ra'asia Sherman Blue. On this day in 2018, she remembers. You want to talk about the way life works sometimes? Go back to 2018 on his birthday, February the 26th of 2018. Uh, Mikhail Sherman tweeted that out on the lower lower side of this graphic we got here. The Lord's birthday present to me thrilled to announce that he received an offer from the University of Georgia. Raisha, his sister, gives some great color on that. If You look at the other part of that graphic right there was that uh, Mikhail Sherman had prayed and wished for that offer from the University of Georgia to come. Uh, if you see in that top corner of that graphic, he got that offer on his birthday. He ended up committing to the University of Georgia. Um, Mikhail Sherman, Offer comes on his birthday. He commits a little bit later. Uh, in, I believe it was May the 3rd, heading into his senior year after coming off a devastating knee injury that ended his junior season. Uh, Mikhail Sherman. Lot, neat symmetry there about the offer from Georgia comes on its birthday. Uh, on his 16th birthday, uh, he commits to Georgia uh, when he's 17 years old. And on his 18th birthday, that family uh, up in Baltimore is reflecting on the turn of events that led Mikhail Sherman to be a Bulldog, if you if you haven't seen the tweets on social media, just you know, give that young man a holler. If you're a true part of Dog Nation, you wanna talk about a good young man, a good guy that's gonna do great things and be a great ambassador for the University of Georgia. I think, I think Mikhail Sherman's a future team captain. He's the type of guy that inspires respect, the way, he can, the way he works, the way he handles himself, the way he carries himself. Happy birthday, Mikhail Sherman. He turns 18 years old today. Um, Next up, um, we're checking out um, everything from online chatter. I want to bring up a good little thing. You want to talk about Georgia signees already acting like the DGDs that everybody hopes they'll be. Look at this one from Go Get Fit. This is a Marcus Rosamy, a 2020 signee. Uh, Marcus Rosamy was um, speaking to a youth group in West Palm. These are 12 and under tryouts right there. Mikhail Sherman, he got a speech to those young men. He was telling them about... One of the things he said is, everybody is. there's somebody out there that's always working. You want to be great, everybody wants to be great, everybody wants to make big plays and score touchdowns, but never forget that there's somebody out there that's working every day trying to get the same things you are, and will that person be prepared or will that person be more prepared than you when you line up across from him on that field? Marcus Rosemey, a 2020 signee of the University of Georgia, Think of him as maybe a bigger, more athletic Riley Ridley that's going to be a part of that Georgia receiving room for the next three or four years going forward. I want to take it a, a look at an edit. This is from Dion Glover. This is an edit Georgia sent uh, Tony Grimes. Tony Grimes, if you saw our program earlier, Tony Grimes is the new uh, number one top target for Georgia on the 2021 cycle. That's the nation's number one cornerback for 2021. Got a great off-field story. Uh, how he wants to help the homeless, how he wants to make his community better in Virginia Beach. They, Georgia sent him out that uh, Join the Family edit right there with electricity running through the visor. Uh, great edit there for the University of Georgia celebrating one of the top targets in the class. Um, we, we had about a good six-minute, six-sit-down interview with smile Munden Jr. early in our program. If you're just joining us now, I'd like for you guys to jog back to that when the time when the good time comes but Schmile munden jr was invited he committed the adidas all-american bowl of course that's now just the all-american bowl now in san antonio georgia always runs really deep with the top players in the state of georgia uh end up going to that all-american uh bowl out in san antonio texas uh barrett carter is he going to show up in that in that group jordan hancock um, actually, uh, I also accepted an invitation recently as well to join the All American Bowl. Then you got Schmile Munden, another top fifty player in the nation, also from the state of Georgia. It's going to be a part of that game as well. I want to look at this young man? Uh, kind of a late offer, but out of the state of Washington. You know, Amika Egbuca, nation's number one receiver for the twenty twenty one cycle, uh, out of the state of out of the state of Washington. Just picked up an offer from Georgia. Uh, I think it was late last night. Uh, that's actually Kari G right there. It's big safety out of Woodward Academy. But Amika Agbuga picked up an offer from the University of Georgia. Um, nation's number one ride receiver. Big athletic guy. I hear a lot of Ohio State with him actually. Uh, Ohio State does already recruit, recruits very well uh in the northwest as well at the receiver position but amika abuga a guy that picked up an offer from georgia as well we'll have to wait and see what happens for with there. uh a young man out of north carolina you want to talk about a speeding aggressive linebacker raneria call him rah out of north carolina out of uh, glenn uh remember we said earlier in our program official visits unofficial visits Quiet period opens back up. He's visiting Georgia this weekend. Georgia's already among his top group of schools, and he's never checked out the University of Georgia before. He's going to do that this weekend as well. He's teammates of Javari Ritzy as well out of the state of North Carolina. But this is a linebacker, true 4-4 speed. You look at his film, he's all over the ball. Um, ra Rod Dilworth out of North Carolina. Going to be visiting Georgia uh, on March the 1st as well coming up. Now I want to introduce you to a, a name to know. You guys, are, I know what you guys are going to say. You're going to say, class of 23, 2023 recruit. Really, Jeff? Really, Dog Nation? Really before the hedges? I got dinner to worry about. I got, I, got, I got laundry to do. Why are you telling me about a 2023 receiver? I'm going to tell you about a 2023 receiver because his name is Caden Lee. I think he has the potential to be as good as any state of Georgia wide receiver I've seen in the last five years. Look at that hair. Look at that catch right here. Let's rewind that one back right there. Look at him making a play for the Cam Newton team. Look at these catches. Um, I saw him uh, early last year when I was watching, uh, last summer actually, when I was watching Eric Gilbert. Uh, Caden Lee also trains with uh, Terrence Edwards. We got another. We, we look at this play one more time. Look at that one-handed catch. Sure, you guys do it all in your backyard after supper time or whatever, underneath a street light or underneath the back porch light. But Caden Lee, already playing with one of the top teams on Camp Cam Newton's 7 on 7 program. And check out this tweet right here from Terrence Edwards, all time leading receiver at the University of Georgia, the goat of wide receivers as far as the record books show us. Look at this. He makes a comparison between Caden Lee. He says he's on par with DB Assassin. That's Jermaine Burton. They have similar skill sets, but they share the same passion and work ethic for the game. When Terrence Edwards makes a comparison between Caden Lee and Jermaine Burton, a 2023 recruit, that should catch everyone's attention right there. And uh, Terrence just does a great job continuing the his craft at receiver, continuing building the next receivers out of the state of Georgia. Look at him working right there with um, tennis balls with Justin Robinson. That's the 2020 early on enrollee at Georgia. Um, look at him. It looks like J- Justin Robinson is catching those tennis balls almost as well as uh, mighty Terrence Edwards right there, man. Look at him get those balls. Those big mitts are going to be at the University of Georgia. Uh, Justin Robinson was an early enrollee. Um, look at those legs. Six foot four, about 215. 210, 215 pounds right now. Already at Georgia, been there since January. Got to practice during some of those bowls as well. And look at Terrence Edwards working there with another future Georgia uh, receiver. Um, another, name I, another, another thing I wanted to point out today would be uh, K. Brock, preferred walk-on. That's at Darlington School. Uh, he had his signing day ceremony uh, this week. Look at them. You see Tate Ratledge, his good buddy Tate Ratledge, over the uh, over to the, to, the, to the right of uh, uh, Cade, Cade Brock right there. Interesting guy, preferred walk-on. I'm going to write about that preferred walk-on in the 2020, 2020 signing class because he's got such a great story. hear so many things about Cade Brock from even the commitments, uh, the guys that eventually signed with the University of Georgia, those full scholarship signees. Cade Brock is an undersized defensive lineman, but talk about a pit bull down there in the trenches especially scout team, whatever, whatever you want to happen. Uh, maybe special teams work down, on his, down through his career at the University of Georgia. Talk about a young man that loves Georgia. You, talk about a, you want to talk about a young man that's loved by the 2020 signees in the Georgia class. That would be Cade Brock. I uh, also wanted to bring up another top 10 list. I think you saw it briefly earlier in our online chatter part of our program. Uh, this was Kari G. out of Woodward Academy. Six-foot-three safety. He's established a top 10 Look at all those names in there. Auburn, Michigan, Oregon, Southern Cal, Oklahoma, Penn State, Florida, Georgia, and also Clemson. That's a who's who of college football if you wanted to discuss that at all. All right, now this is our hurry up time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check my Facebook. I'm going to check my YouTube. You guys got questions? My, my man Michael Carvel behind the glass is going to put five minutes on the clock. We're going to try and get through as many of your questions as we possibly can. Let me see what we got to talk about tonight. Hope you guys like the Schmile Munden profile. It's one of the things we can do a little bit with the uh, new format on hedges. We can give you a good little feature. We can also get in a lot more online chatter. We can also, uh, lots of times, if you saw our first episode, we had a live phone conversation where Cedric Von Prongranger called in. That won't be the last of those. We're going to bring some more of those to you on Before the Hedges in our new 6
2: p.m. time slot as well. See what's going on with uh, YouTube?
1: Uh, Eric Anderson wants to know uh, formerly out of Paulden County, most needed position for 2021. Eric, I think there's two. I think there are two positions now that quarterback's out of the way, two positions that will kind of anchor down the 2021 class. I think that's the outside linebacker, inside linebacker positions. I'm going to group them together and call them linebacker linebacker and running back. Once Georgia gets probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players, you're going to talk about almost a third of the class from those three position groups. I think those are the building blocks and the anchors of the 2021 class. Uh, Bulldog Freakazoid. K. Brock is a preferred walk-on. He played at Darlington uh, out in Rome. Been best friends with Tate Rowledge for forever. Uh, You can catch his film on on Huddle uh bulldog freakazoid thinks that the 2021 class could be more monumental than the 2020 class uh i think i got a question about what's the 40 time for uh uh maybe that was for smile munden it's for mikhail sherman he's around four five mid four five high four five mikhail Schmiel munden jr you guys saw those clips of shmyle munden jr he's been timed at 11-1 in the hundred coaching staff over there at Paulden County thinks he can go a little bit lower than that but talking about an athlete folks it's a triple jumper that is going to approach
2: the state of Georgia record for the triple jump this year at six foot three and 218 pounds uh, Joel Moody wants to know starting offensive
1: tackles game one ah oh, game one would be my, I'm gonna tell you, Joel. My answer for Game Three would be a lot different than Game One. But I think the starting tackles for Game One, I think um, I'm gonna go Xavier Truss left tackle, and I'm gonna go Jamari Sawyer right tackle. You can tell me that Jamari could play the left. Jamari probably could play the left, and then it might be Xavier Truss at right tackle, or Xavier Truss, or Moran McClendon at right tackle. Uh, be interesting what, what what Ben Cleveland does, where he sticks, whether he sticks at, at right guard or maybe he slides out and plays some right tackle as well, at least early on for that first game against Virginia. But I think breathing down the necks of all those men, I think Xavier Truss and Warren McClendon have to have an excellent spring practice to, to to kind of build their stock up with Matt Luke and the Georgia staff. because. Tate Ratledge, Broderick Jones, uh, those guys are going to be coming in the spring. Uh, they're going to all arrive in late May and early June, and I think those guys will quickly work their way into the rotation.
2: Wouldn't surprise me at all to see Broderick Jones starting during his freshman year. Joey Williams, hey, man, thanks for the sentiment,
1: man. I, I really appreciate uh, you guys hanging out. Like I said earlier, truly appreciate you guys. Lots of things to do at 6 o'clock on a Wednesday night. You can stream any, any one of those online services you want. I really appreciate that you guys are joining us tonight at 6 o'clock
2: on every, every Wednesday uh, for a chat about Georgia and Georgia recruiting. Funny, I see a lot of people getting into the – fence around the state of florida i'm just going to say
1: that's not even a race you want the the race in the on the recruiting trail i mean georgia is boat racing florida in their own state um the fact that they could put up they can they could claim they can put up a fence around the state of florida that sounds good on a tweet that sounds good in social media but uh georgia has taken the pick of what they want from that state for the last two or three cycles and uh
2: Florida's not having anywhere the amount of success in the state of Georgia either. Uh, Curtis Vincent, thanks for joining us. Uh, Mark Bradley wants to know which freshman emerges at wide receiver. I think there'll
1: be a couple. I think uh, Jermaine Burton would be my quickest pick to click really on quickly at Georgia. I think Justin Robinson, I think Arian Smith, and I think Marcus Roseme. I think all four of those are going to be capable of giving a Dominic
2: Blaylock, uh, George Pickens regular season type impact, yeah, Matt Tally. I kind of see what you mean right there, uh. I,
1: don't, I didn't think Brewster's comments were crazy. It's what Brewster should do. Now, guys, he's a really good recruiter. He's been, he was with Jimbo Fisher for, for a time. He he's he's, was at North Carolina for a time. He'd been at Texas A&M. He'd been at Florida State. He's a really good recruiter. Um, but Georgia's full of really good recruiters. The staff is really full, full of a lot of great recruiters that could certainly counter all the energy that uh, he's bringing in. You know, the one thing I think, one thing I wanted to mention about this, the Scott Cochran stuff is listen, if there's any staff in the country that can get Scott Cochran filling any of the minute, minute, tiny blanks he needs to do about organizing his time, figuring out where he needs to go, the logistics of being a, an, you know, an on the road recruiter, if there's any school, that, if there's any staff that can get him up to speed about being a recruiter really quickly, uh, even though he hasn't made a living out of doing that yet. Uh, I think that would be the Georgia staff, guys like Del McGee, guys like Dan Lanning, Glenn Schumann, and of course, uh, Kirby Smart as well. All right, guys, before the hedges, I think this is episode three in our new 6 p.m. time slot. I want to thank Kroger for all they do, uh, being a great partner for all the things we do at Dog Nation. I uh, really mean that when we say we're very thankful uh, for all they allow us to do, all the content that they allow us to bring to you guys as a... True, real news source on Georgia football and University of Georgia athletics. Um, I want to thank you guys for hanging out on Before the Hedges. Hope you learned something. You got questions, you got want more answers, uh, check us out on the Dog Nation forum. Uh, check us out on dognation.com tomorrow. You're going to see something about a little bit more in-depth, a little bit more than the surface-level stuff there with Shmile Munden Jr. Uh, in the class of 2021 in the state of Georgia. Had a good visit with him there this week. and. Uh, for Michael Carvell behind the glass, for everybody here at dognation.com, I want to say thank you for joining us for another episode of Before the Hedges. We'll catch you later on dognation.com.